0: You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfection and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett and I'm your host and today I have with me Scott Soden. Scott was introduced to me by Julietta Skoog who you guys will remember from a few weeks ago. Scott was born and raised in the Seattle area and spent 18 years in radio in Seattle. Ten of those years were spent on a syndicated morning show on KUBE 93 FM. He co-hosted a sports radio show on Sports Radio 950 KJR AM Seattle for his last two years of full time in radio. Then he part-timed in radio until transitioning to Microsoft, where he spent over five years. The pandemic forced the esports program he was working on at Microsoft to be canceled, and so was he. He's currently a technical recruiter for Lot 4 Consulting in Bellevue. He's been married since 2005, has one child, a 12-year-old daughter, a basset hound named Lucas, and a Russian tortoise named Rocky. Scott, thank you so much for being with me today.
1: That's kind of cool when you can sum up someone's life in like 10 seconds. Remember when you were younger and you could fit your whole life in your car at one point? It's kind of sad like Uh, that, you know? Uh, (laughs) This is it, (laughs) I can fit everything I own in this car, including the seven-foot-long cardboard Shaquille O'Neal cutout that I have to have in my dorm room. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's funny because we have a boy who's a senior in high school living with us this year, and one of the items that he brought was a cardboard cutout. And I I have to tell you, I don't (laughs) remember what it's of, but I was like, oh, you have to have one of those. It's a must.
1: It's an absolute (laughs) must, yes. absolutely.
0: All right. Well, let's get to know you a little better with your rapid fire questions. What was your first job?
1: It's tough for me to just list one. I I know it is first job, but I want to give you three quick ones. If you don't mind, I can burn through these really fast for you.
0: I, I want to hear it.
1: First job ever, 12 years old. I worked at something called the Preston General Store. It's a little country store in Preston, Washington, which is 25 miles east of Seattle. I swept, I mopped, I stocked the shelves. I even stocked the beer in the walk-in cooler. So by 13, <laughs> I knew the name of every single kind of beer known to man. <laughs> it can't be legal at this point. I don't know. It was a simpler time. So Preston right. General Store was first. And then I somehow parlayed that into the drive through at McDonald's in Issaquah, Washington, which was Awesome as a senior in high school, it was like out of a movie. I'd be sitting there, I'd look out the little window, and I'd see, I'd see like a convertible white cabriolet with four high school girls in it. You know, all my age, one prettier than the next. Sitting there with my maroon and gray (laughs) collared shirt on, pulling the maroon hat down as far as I could so nobody could see me. But these don't recognize me. Oh, yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah. So McDonald's, and then my first radio job. I, I interned at Sports Radio 950 KJR for I don't know, maybe six or seven weeks. It was a summer internship, and I felt like I was getting some traction. They kind of liked me and I got a dumb nickname, which is always a good sign. And, right. and I'll, I'll never forget the, the boss coming up to me, the program director named Tom Lee, great guy. And he says, uh, hey, uh, Hotshot. That's how he talks. And that was my stupid nickname. Um, hey, Hotshot, I, I, I think I I got a job for you. And my head goes right to, well, I'm going to be the new morning show host. They've, <laughs> they've, seen my, they've seen my talent. They've recognized it. And that's it.
0: I've been discovered.
1: Uh, totally. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm so stupid. Of course not. But um, <laughs> so he's like, um, I, I need someone to run the board from eleven o'clock at night till eight a.m. Uh, Friday and Saturday night, I'm like oh, Friday and Saturday night, eleven o'clock. I mean, I'm 21. What kind of a social life am I gonna have? You know? Oh, and, that's uh, brutal. Yeah, and then he says um, it's uh, six dollars an hour. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I took it because you know at that time that station was owned by the owner of the Seattle Supersonics, named very accurately. So. If I got a check with Barry Ackerley's name on it, I felt like I had made it and I wasn't gonna say no.
0: Foot in the door, go from there, yeah. Exactly
1: right. And that job to say you could train a monkey could do it is like almost offensive to monkeys. I had to push <laughs> one button an hour. That was oh it. Oh my so, gosh.
0: So you were just lucky to stay awake and be there when the hour came.
1: <laughs> exactly right. I mean, I knew a guy that did it before me, he would set an alarm clock like every 58 minutes. So that to me that just seemed like torture, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. every oh 58 gosh. minutes, you gotta hear an alarm so. That was my first radio job, and eventually I was able to do a shift during daylight. They needed me to come in from work 10 to noon, two-hour shift, and occasionally I'd get done with that, and I'd go out to my car to get ready to go wait tables, you know? And I'd I'd have a $23 parking ticket on my car. Now, I, I worked two hours at $6 an hour. I don't know how good you are at math, Joanne.
0: <laughs> that's- Even I know that doesn't pencil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not how you get rich in life. It literally that's cost me $11 to come to work.
0: That's terrible.
1: <laughs> $12 before taxes. So, what is it, like oh, 8 50 now? Yeah, so- <laughs> yeah,
0: that's rough. I hope that didn't happen right now. Oh, gosh.
1: No, I eventually worked my way out of that. Luckily, the old spaghetti factory, you know, I could make some money there waiting table. So, those are the jobs I wanted to tell you about. That was my first radio job.
0: I love it. Okay. Have you ever met a celebrity?
1: Well, being in radio, you meet a lot of them, especially sports radio athletes, like all day long. But I, I want to give you three that kind of jumped out at me that I just never in a million years thought I would ever meet. The first one was Mr. T. Now, Mr. Really? T, people know who Mr. T is, right? He was a big deal in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Big fan. I had him on a birthday cake and I actually told him that when I met him and he didn't, didn't look really that pleased or impressed or anything, but he's like, well, thank you. You're a big fan or something. So Mr. T was a huge one for me and I'll get my Twitter out at the end, but I have my picture is me and Mr. T on my Twitter. Oh, cute! He was like a superhero to me. I mean, it was so cool. And when I met him, he was 57 years old. And I'm here to tell you that you still wouldn't want to fight the guy at 57. Oh, he was enormous. And he has that scowl still. And yeah, he just looked (laughs) as tough as ever. So Mr. T was awesome. The next one I was filling in at another news station called 97.3 in Seattle. And I was doing a just a talk show and And I'm about to go to break, and I look over, and I see the producer walk in with a guy named Henry Winkler.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Henry Winkler, to people my age, was the Fonz on Happy Days. And for about a two-year span, he was the coolest guy on the planet. I mean, the Fonz was everything. Yep. So now I'm looking over, and I'm like, okay, now i got to pivot to an interview with Henry Winkler. I have nothing in front of me. And I I eventually asked him about the whole jump the shark thing. Are you familiar with that term?
0: No. Enlighten me.
1: So if, if something jumps the shark, that's the moment something good got bad. For instance, it came from a Happy Days episode where they're all in California and the Fonz is going to water ski up a ramp over a tank with a shark in it, with his leather jacket on, by the way. So (laughs) a lot of people point to that episode as that's when the show jumped the shark and you can say it about other things too. So I asked Henry about it. So maybe he would be offended. I don't know. I, I was curious what he thought. And he said, well, just so you know, the show actually was number one for two years after that. So There you go, in my face. (laughs) Anyway, I've heard people say he's the greatest guy in Hollywood, the nicest guy. And after talking to him on and off the air, I can see why. He was absolutely as delightful as you'd ever want to meet.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Who's your third celebrity?
1: I was doing uh, the syndicated morning show you talked about out of Seattle, and our co-host was on maternity leave for a while. So we were trying to get other people to come sit in, either for the day or for the week. And the timing worked out that figure skater Tanya Harding, familiar with Tanya Harding? Yes! (laughs) Yes! Okay. <laughs> so Tanya Hardy wanted to come in and do an interview for a day. And we said, well, why don't we just have her sit in the whole week and she can read the news? She'll, she'll just be our co-host. And she checked her schedule. Turned out she was free. So she sat in the, the whole the whole week. <laughs> and while she was there, she was very smart. She set up a bunch of appearances around town to be like, you know, sell $20 headshots or something, you know, and make a couple, couple bucks while you're in town. So I was volunteered to drive her around to all of her appearances because I lived in the city and, you know, I wasn't married and have kids or anything. So whatever, fine, I'll do it. It's me and Tanya, like in my Dodge Durango, it's, it's me in the front Tanya's to my right. And then her manager and a security guard, we hired her in the back. And we go all over the place. And so I, I got to know Tanya pretty well after spending a week with her. And I'll always have a special place in my heart for Tanya for this reason. She had an, uh, an appearance in Renton, Washington, which is just South of Seattle. And, and my mom, who was a huge figure skating fan lived in Renton. So I said, Tanya, is there any chance we could stop by and just say hello to my mom? I'm telling you, she's a huge skating fan, and and Tanya could not have been cooler. She was like, of course, just whatever you need. Just we'll do it. So we walk into my mom's house, and Joanne, you're going to think I'm lying. I swear on everything that my mom was reading an Inquirer or a Star with Tanya on the front of it.
0: No way. <laughs> I
1: swear on everything. I, I'm so mad I didn't get a picture of that. Right. You know, I didn't know if Tanya, I'm sure she didn't, I don't know. She's probably got a weird relationship with the tabloids. I don't know. I just didn't mean. You know.
0: Yeah, you're trying to be cool. I get exactly
1: that. right. We're standing there and my mom, I mean, she's not from that world of famous people. I mean, what are the chances she's ever going to meet anyone famous? let just have her be in her house. So she's standing <laughs> there and I think she had like a dusting of shock because she couldn't get any words out. Like her <laughs> mouth is open, but there's no sound. <laughs> Tanya was so sweet. She puts her arm around her. It's like, it's okay. You know, whatever. And And all my mom could say was. She's so pretty. That's all oh, she could get out. Cute. <laughs> it was really sweet. And I had this great picture of Tanya and, and me and my mom. And, you know, when that movie I Tanya came out, I was like, I, I don't know if I want to watch this. I know what I know of her and I'll always love her for that. And right. that's my yeah. opinion of Tanya. And the end of the story is that she kept telling me about how cool her hotel room is. It's like a an old school feel to it. And you should see this hotel room. And. She did ask me to come up and see her hotel room on the last night. Now, Mm. this is not me saying that every woman who's ever come across me can't resist me. That's not what I'm (laughs) saying here. Maybe she wanted company. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just blowing too much into it. But I did have a girlfriend at the time, and I did decline to go see what Tanya Harding's hotel room looked like. So there you go.
0: Good for you. Yes. So you've decided to see the best in Tanya Harding, and you put your best foot forward through Tanya Harding. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's
1: right. Yes. No matter how many hubcaps she throws at other humans... I have my opinion of Tanya and that's the, that's the way it's going to be. But no, I, she was so sweet.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. What a great story. Thank you. People are so much more complex than their seediest story, you know? Yeah. Okay. If you had 24 hours in your home alone with no pressing to do is what would you do?
1: This is easy. I don't think I've ever been bored a day in my life, especially at home. If I could have YouTube, I could do two years in prison. Like, no problem.
0: It sounds kind of nice, actually.
1: (laughs) In a way, kind of, I work out, I get big arms. Somebody
0: brings you your food. I want to be in solitary. Bring me my food. Leave me alone. uh, Totally. With my YouTube.
1: The food's going to suck, so you'll lose weight. You ain't going to eat it, really, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: you'll come out looking awesome. A little pale, but... Totally.
1: The internet, forget it. I can just spend all day on YouTube or, you know, Netflix, whatever. But then I'll go upstairs and, oh, hey, there's my electric guitar. Let's play that. There's my drum set. Oh, hey, there's an Xbox. Oh, you know, it just, it never ends. So if I'm home alone, I love to jam out on my guitar and drums because my wife and my dog and my kid hate it. So, Oh, that's awesome.
0: All right. What was your first live concert?
1: His name is Sananda Francesco Maitreya, but he was born Terrence Trent Howard and went by the stage name Terrence Trent Darby. Oh, wow. Are you familiar with Terrence Trent Darby? Yeah. Okay. So I, I invited a fellow seventh grader who I had a crush on, and still didn't work.
0: Oh darn it! That was a really huge offering. I'm surprised it didn't work.
1: As am I. You're lost. But honestly, like we're friends on Facebook, and um, I don't think she's into men. So I, oh, that, that I, I don't nice know that it would have fun. ever worked.
0: Right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, she friend zoned you. That's all,
1: all right. the concerts <laughs> in the world ain't going to make that happen. So what are you going to uh, do? Uh, right?
0: uh, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> For those that aren't familiar uh, introducing the hardline, according to Terence Trent D'Arby, was from 1987. It was an absolute smash. I don't know if you remember that the singles were, if you let me stay, sign your name, dance little sister and the number one song in the land, wishing well. So huge, huge record. And that was a, that was a huge song, but yeah, Terrence Trent Darby. That was my first concert. And the poor guy just kind of fell off after saying his album was as big as Sgt. Pepper's.
0: Okay. Now what, as soon as we get off here, I'm going to have to Wikipedia him and just find out what's going on. Cause I'm curious like that. <laughs> well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share your embarrassing stories so that not only the listeners remember that they're not alone, but that we demonstrate the kind of connection that can be made when we share these stories with each other instead of being ashamed of them and hiding them. So what do you have for us today? What are your not-so-fancy moments?
1: I met a woman at the radio station. We exchanged numbers, and Friday night, she calls me and says, Hey, I'm house-sitting at a house with a friend of mine, and you should get a friend and come over. Probably the best thing I could have heard as a single 25-year-old. So totally in. I go over and actually two of my friends come with me. There's five of us. We have fun. We party. I end up sleeping over in the guest bedroom alone, of course. Right. (laughs) Um, I stood up spending the night. The next day we get up to go and me and my two buddies pile in my Jeep. Now at at the time I had one of those cell phones that has the buttons that, you know, that kind of stick out. It's, it's, they're not flush up against, you know what I'm saying? Actual
0: buttons. There you go.
1: Actual buttons. Yes. (laughs) And for whatever, and by the way, it had that little plastic antenna you pull up, which I swear was a prop. There's no way that thing did anything, right? Do I you mean, you
0: feel so important pulling it up and popping <laughs> your your flip phone apart.
1: I know. It, uh, were you tell me, I pull up three inches of plastic. Now I have great coverage. All of a sudden, no <laughs> way—that was just a prop. Anyway, so I, I throw my phone in the cup holder like I've done a bunch of times, and for whatever reason, the top of my cup holder, or the top and like the side come together at little lip, was the exact height of my talk button—the button that you know if you want to call. Yeah, if you want to call someone, so. I, I had been burned by this before I had, I'd left a few messages or, or called people on an accident and so I throw my phone in there and the three of us take off back to Seattle 15 20 minute drive and of course I'm not proud of this I like to think I'm a m- more mature person than, than I was at that age and we start kind of talking about the night's festivities oh boy yeah in, a, in an un, 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 ungentlemanly way if I could put it that way turns out that my phone had dialed her number because she was the last one I called and she didn't answer but there's a oh, 20 minute voicemail of our entire oh, car ride. Oh
0: my gosh!
1: Ugh. She calls me and says, "Hey, nice, nice voicemail." I'm like, "What? I couldn't, I couldn't." I know. What? And then it hit me, and you know that 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 feeling you get, which is kind of, my friend and I used to call it the "woo" feeling when you get you get in trouble that just goes right through you.
0: Feeling? Oh, my yeah. God, that's awful. Uh, well, I hate that. The moment of terrible, devastating realization. Yeah.
1: Ugh. So, like, if if Joanne told a mutual friend of ours that I said something bad about her or him, I, I could kind of get out of that. I could say, nah, Joanne's crazy. Or I didn't mean that. This is my voice. The voice <laughs> she listens to every day on the radio. <laughs> like, no getting out of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just, I'm, I'm hemmed up. I just had to say, sorry. It was rude. And the good news is we actually did hang out after that. So apparently she was able to move on. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. That oh. was big of her. You were worth uh, some forgiveness then. So that says something about you too, actually. Apparently, apparently. And it,
1: this this next story is, is a, the old adage of, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, you know, in kindergarten, they teach you, don't say. Anything. This next one fits that as well. So so I, I was working at Sports Radio 950 KJR in Seattle, and it was Super Bowl week, week leading up to Super Bowl. And for those that don't know, it, at the Super Bowl location, there's always a radio row where 50 to 100 radio stations show up at this big ballroom. They set up and they do all their shows for the week from Radio Row at the Super Bowl. It's kind of cool ambiance, and, and you'll get some really good guests because, you know, maybe like Jerry Rice is plugging Rogaine or something, and he'll sit down, whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll,
0: he'll make the rounds, okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. People are making the rounds, media people, players, whatever. I'm back in Seattle because I have to run the board, meaning I have, to, I have to get them on the air in Seattle. Down at the Super Bowl, the two hosts have on headphones and a mic combo. You can picture what that looks like, like most broadcasters. And their mics are just always on, so if they need to talk to me, I can hear them. I have headphones on back in Seattle, and I have a little talk back button I can use to talk to them. All right. It's early in the morning one day, it's Friday, and I hear the producer say, Hey, you want Sean McDonough to come on? Sean McDonough nowadays is he's a really big broadcaster still. He works for WEEI in Boston on the Red Sox Radio Network. He works for ESPN. He's a pretty big broadcaster. But back then the host, for whatever reason, just said, No, I don't I don't want Sean. Thanks anyway. You know, thirty minutes later, forty-five minutes later. Do you want Sean McDonough? I, I told you, I don't want him. Thank you. I'm good. This happened again. He's like, dude, if you ask me again, I'm going to have to fire you. I, I, I'm I'm going to pass. I don't want Sean McDonough for whatever reason. No one knows. It's 9 45 a.m. I'm 15 minutes away from being done until Monday. It's the greatest feeling ever when you're in radio. Super Bowl weekend. Like I'm, I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah. I, I I hit the button to talk back to him, and I was just curious. I said how come you hate this Sean McDonough guy? Like, why don't you want him on, on the air? And I hear like a pause. And then I hear the host say, well, what do you mean? We we love everybody. We want everybody on the show. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm thinking to myself, that was kind of weird. So so now we're coming back into the show and I hear the host say, welcome back live from the Super Bowl. It's Mitch in the morning sitting down with us. Now is Sean McDonough. How are you, Sean? <sighs> oh, no. Yeah. Heard the whole thing. Oh. <sighs> But the details of the story differ from me and the host, Mitch. We've talked about it recently, but we get to the same place. And Mitch actually told me that the minute Sean heard that, I should laugh, I should be crying. The minute Sean heard that, he slowly takes the headphones off, looks at Mitch and goes, do you want me to leave? <laughs> oh, that was sad. Oh. The worst. Oh, man. <laughs> if, 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 if we were to call Mitch right now and, and say, Mitch, what's the most embarrassing moment of you? He wouldn't even hesitate. He'd say the Sean McDonough thing. There isn't a close second. Brutal, <laughs> awful. He still isn't over it. I mean, we do a podcast together now, so he's over it, but it, he still can't even really joke about it. Awful, and how right? can
0: you handle that in the moment? Because you are dealing with your own emotions, but you're trying to make this other person feel better. Furthermore, you're live on radio, right? I mean, how right.
1: I know. I know. And that's probably why he still hates me for it. But yeah, that was, um, <laughs> that's a good lesson about just keep your mouth shut. And by the way, I had 15 minutes left. Now I want this interview to go on for four hours because I know okay. the minute it ends, I'm getting lit into. It's okay. going to be bad. So yeah, he, he did light into me, but it was it was warranted. Oh man, yeah, brutal. Awesome. That's hard, brutal.
0: That's a hard way to learn that lesson.
1: Uh, all right. I have a, I have a brand new job at Microsoft. I'm into it six weeks. I love it. It's working in esports. My job is to find the casters that call the action for our Forza Racing Championship, just like you would a football game. You'd have a play by play, so my job is to find the on air talent for our esports tournament. I find this woman named Jessica Chobot. I think she's a huge talent. I tell my boss, she's like, I agree. She's probably expensive, but let's fly to LA. Let's meet with her and her 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 agent and we'll talk. Great. Day trip to LA with my boss. Six weeks into this job. Nice. Everything goes well. We get, get back to LAX. You go through security, which is such torture because- you're holding onto a laptop, you got shoes and a belt and you just feel like discombobulated, right? Who hasn't done that? And you feel, you feel rushed because it's, it's not like you can stop and get sorted because stuff's still coming. Like the old, I love Lucy chocolate yes, scene, you know? So
0: Yeah. It's a conveyor belt. It's like that's right. It's <laughs> that feeling when you should have gotten a grocery cart in the grocery store, but it's, you're too far in to go back it's, now. And so you're just juggling and
1: exactly right. Yeah. You're just, so I have all my stuff and I, I find this little bench area and I sit down I get everything. I'm good. We go sit down by the gate, 40 minutes till our flight leaves. All right. My boss is on her computer during work. Of course, so that's her. So I want to pull my laptop out to pretend like I'm doing work. Cause she is, <laughs> she's like this hard worker and I wanted to act like I was. So I put my hand in my backpack, no laptop. Oh, so I'm like, okay, there's one more pouch. Don't panic yet. No laptop. I'm like, oh, seriously. No. So yeah. So now my boss can see that, you know, I'm agitated now. Now the, the sweat just kicked in. Like I'm I'm freaking out here. I mean, it's yeah, it's only been six weeks, but I have a lot of stuff. I've been working hard. I really want that back combined with I don't want my boss to think I'm an idiot who can't carry a laptop around for six weeks. I mean, you know, yes. So she was insanely cool about it and said, you know, getting a new work laptop is not the biggest deal in the world. You know, it's OK. Well, people lose their laptops. But I, I didn't want that. I, I wanted that machine back right now. Uh huh. So I head back to security and they inform me that just on the other side of security, their cameras cut off because that is now LAPD's jurisdiction. Awesome. Uh So we can't even we can't even look at like footage to see if anyone picked Uh it up. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. so so now I, I get to call LAPD and explain to them that they need to stop whatever they're doing. And help me find my laptop so I can catch a flight in 30 minutes. You know, Stop the murder <laughs> investigations or whatever my you guys plan. are working on. <laughs> right. I'm at, I'm at like a 3% chance I'm getting this laptop and making this flight. Like it ain't happening. So now I go over to this little LAPD desk. I give them my name, my number. And I look down. And my boss is texting me. We're boarding. Where are you? I'm in line. We got to go. I'm just like, oh, and now the sweat's kicking in even more. I'm sure gray hairs are flying out. and, and, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, all right, don't, don't compound two things. At least make the flight. Don't not have your laptop and then miss the flight. Like I, I'm trying to impress my boss here. So I give him my information. I go back to the line. I got, I'm just feeling like an idiot and my phone rings and it's an, it's an LA prefix. I'm like, please, please. And they say, Hey, I think we may have your laptop. I'm like, oh. So I go sprinting towards, towards security and I see this officer walking with the laptop. Looks like mine. Turns out it is. She says, log in for me. Prove it yours. I log in. All good. I said, I, I know you're not supposed to really put your hands on officers, but I really want to give you a big hug. I didn't, and I won't, but I really want to give like, you a big hug. Consider this a hug. <laughs> exactly. Like
0: I'm going to hug you with my eyes right now.
1: <laughs> oh, I've never been more grateful to a human being in my life. So, I, so it's all good, I, but I got to tell you, my coolant system did not stop for like 90 minutes. Like I could not stop sweating on that plane. I just couldn't calm down. I was so freaked out.
0: Hot flash. Oh, I Um, hate that feeling. You're just like, I am surely steam is visibly rising from the top of my head.
1: (laughs) And you know, it's people think like, well, that's a happy ending. It is, except for my boss doesn't then gain amnesia and forget all that I had to go through. Right. So, I'm not even. If you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm still in the, in the negative a little <laughs> bit. Oh god!
0: Reminds me of the time that I thought I lost my purse in the Chicago airport, and I'm oh. running around like a, a lunatic, screaming, "Who stole my pink purse?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the cops feel so sorry for me because I'm traveling alone with my children, and I those all our documents are in that purse. And blah 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 blah. Oh. Turns out I had left it with my party and gone to the restroom without it. But then I yeah. So um, oh. I. I know the feeling of losing your cool and like, I have to get this item back. There's, right. there are no two ways about it. I am That's just right. going to take over the situation. I mean, I, I'm lucky I didn't end up in handcuffs with and, <laughs> the way I was it, behaving in an airport.
1: And, and at that moment, every single person you see is a thief in your mind. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> I was like, why would somebody do this? It's a pink purse. I need that for my kids.
1: Right. And by the way, the, the person, that somebody nicely turned mine in. Like, I mean, what are the chances I mean, somebody at LAX is going to actually turn it in and not just take like, it with I'm them? You're like, I'm
0: sorry, humans. I have uh, I, exactly. underestimated uh, your kindness.
1: <laughs> all right. Last one. So you went to the University of Washington. Is that right? I did. You did. Okay. So every year there's a spring game you might be familiar with. So that, that means that the football team scrimmages themselves offense gets defense it's free fans can go watch the game then after the game the, the players are mingling on the turf and you get to go down and take pictures autographs and there's kids down there you know it's a cool thing for them they get to run around on the field the huskies play on and it's just it's a really cool time and we had the rights to the games at kjr at the time and, and so i probably see co-workers and i had a two two and a half year old daughter she was old enough to walk but still in diapers whatever age that is and um <laughs> 17. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so she was probably like like two and a half or something.
0: She's like, Dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I wish she was here to hear that right now. So I'm like, I'm going to take my daughter down there. I'll see some coworkers. We'll have a great time. We'll get out of the house. We'll go to a cool lunch place in Seattle. It'll be great. Mom gets five or six hours alone. All good. We're heading across the floating bridge, um, the I-90 floating bridge, and we see the, the Lake Washington, the water. I'm trying to get her excited. Like, oh, look at the water. We're almost there. I'm so excited. And she's a pretty excitable kid and was always down for anything and She's got a look on her face that looks like someone's holding a rotten egg under her nose. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe she just woke up or something. Whatever. It's fine. We get to the game. I'm carrying her in and I get a whiff of something that almost knocked me over. It was horrible. Like it, 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 it not man-made a human could not produce this. It's so there's construction going on and I'm looking over, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe they hit a sewer line or it's bad. So we walk a few more minutes and now it's worse. I mean, it's, it's the kind of smell that could singe your eyebrows. Like it's <laughs> awful. I, I So I'm like, please, no, this is not happening. So I, I do that move that, you know, that all parents do where you take a little peek to see what's going on back there. Except for I didn't have to take a peek because it was actually on <gasps> her coat. It was on the bottom of her little pink coat. And
0: Oh gosh.
1: Right. So now I'm, now I'm just in panic mode. I'm like, forget the game mode. Like I got to fix this. And of course- me being me I didn't have a you know an extra set of clothing if if my wife would come well Yeah exactly like my wife would have had an extra pair of clothing she would have had like a, a holiday dress and maybe a halloween costume you know or something too <laughs> Yes Me I, I luckily I brought the diaper bag but that's it that's all I got the diaper bag
0: and whatever's in there is just whatever your wife left in there the last time she put the diaper bag down, right?
1: Exactly totally. I mean there could have been nothing in there for all I know. Like I just grabbed I it this like this was
0: the survival kit, the baby's survival kit. <laughs> so you have to pack it before you leave the house. Yeah. Well now I know.
1: <laughs> right, right. I, I thought there was like a diaper bag fairy that filled it up every night as we sleep. So now I, I have my hands under her armpits. I'm holding her out in front of me, walking back to the car. I, I get her down. I'm. She's standing in the parking lot. I'm like, I, she can't come in this car. She's not going on the leather. I just, I, I got to figure something out here. So she's standing in the parking lot. And I now I start undressing her. And I'm just dropping clothes in the parking lot. Like, I don't know what else to do. And people are walking by. And I'm just peeling and peeling and peeling. And I get her down to her diaper. And I, I just, I look over and I just, I pop the trunk. I don't know what else to do. So... <laughs> Luckily, there's newspapers in my trunk, and so I start spreading them out with my left hand, and I'm holding onto her hand with my right hand so she doesn't run away. And so I got newspaper down. I get her up in there. I, I lay her down, and I I, sorry, I sit her up. I clean her off, but then I, I can't lay her back down because that newspaper's gross. And now I got to spread more paper over, and I'm, it's a whole thing. You know that that move where you you're holding two ankles with one hand and trying to get underneath. And
0: <laughs> I know it so well. Yes,
1: people are walking by. There's a three hundred pound guy with a shirt up over his nose, wiping a baby in his trunk. Is that like, guy's putting <laughs> his baby in a trunk. <laughs> like what's going on? Not two years earlier, I was on the syndicated morning show. I was cool. Like what the hell is my life now? <laughs> so I, I, I finally I finally get her all cleaned up and and. Luckily, there was those, those diaper bags that you put, the dirty diaper, and I was putting her clothes mm, in there, too. Very good. I had like yes. five or six of those. I got crumpled newspaper. That's disgusting. But now I don't have any clothes for her.
0: I'm proud of you for not throwing her clothes away. I really am. That was a good move.
1: Well, thank you. Those, yes. Those be
0: clean, but i swear my husband would have just thrown them straight in the trash can. <laughs> These are waste.
1: Toxic waste. Lake Washington wasn't that far away. <laughs> Could have rinsed them out over there, maybe, or something. But... So now I have no clothes for her. I don't know if it's illegal to have a kid in your car with no clothes, but I didn't want to risk it, so... I, I took off. My, I had like a track jacket on. I took that off, put it on. her, wrapped it around her, kind of tied sleeves up on. I kind of tried to swaddle her in it. So now she's sitting there in this little thing. And now I got to go pick up the clothes. And, and it was. It was like, it was like a straitjacket. You're right. And so now I just, I go to a gas station. I get all that crumpled, gross newspaper out, throw it all away. We're driving home. She kind of has that same look on her. She's just not feeling well. And you can imagine the look on my wife's face when I walk in and my daughter's wearing that. And we're like three hours early. Like, God, what? thanks, buddy. Are you They're coming doing here? Me day off.
0: <laughs> Now I have an entire load of laundry to do, a sick baby to deal with. Oh.
1: Yep, check and check. Yep, yeah. And you can't be trusted for ninety <laughs> minutes. I mean, wow. She had clothes on when she left. That What's was going on here? timing. <laughs> Oh, Science. So there you go. So that's my my last embarrassing you know moment. I think
0: you win a dad medal for handling that because you you're like MacGyver. I mean that that was good. I, oh. I don't know that it would have occurred to me to use clothing off of my own body to clothe the child. That's really good.
1: I don't know. I, I just I just jumped into like I need to fix this mode, and I I don't know. I just needed to fix it. Like this is awful, and I need to fix it. So there I, I was stuck. <laughs> I'm hardly a hero, but I got it handled. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm sure every parent listening has had that. I just had not had that where it goes everywhere. I mean, it's, it was ins- no diaper was going to contain that. You know how we had a, a wipe shortage during the quarantine. I, I think that was because of that that day. I think it finally caught up to us.
0: <laughs> Butterfly effect.
1: I, I can't tell you how many exactly. I used so many wipes. So wasteful. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you so much for those. <laughs> Those stories, you're hilarious. You're a very good storyteller. You're obviously an audio natural. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's time to talk about life hacks now. Do you have a life hack for the listeners?
1: I do. And I'll leave my mailing address for all the thank you cards that will be um, <laughs> piling in when I explain this to everybody. Now, I'm sure there's some people that, that already do this. So I'm sorry if, if you already know this, but.
0: How to pack a oh, diaper bag. <laughs> back. That's back a back. great one
1: that I wish I would have thought of. Ten years ago, I don't know, uh-huh. right around there. So I, I don't know how you feel about a, a grilled cheese sandwich. Are you a fan?
0: Yes, comfort food galore. But okay. all are not created equally.
1: You, you are totally correct. So when, when when one makes a grilled cheese sandwich, typically they they build the whole sandwich up, right? They put all their cheese in the middle, and then it just it looks like a sandwich, just not cooked yet. And then they they put it in the hot pan with butter or oil, whatever you choose. And then once you know they do that move where they they check underneath and it all oh, perfectly toast, and they flip it. Okay. I'm here to tell you that when you make a grilled cheese sandwich, you do both sides at the same time. That way there's no flipping and both sides are equally toasted. And the cheese melts better because there's less on each side. It's, it's a less of a cheese load. It's brilliant, right? And then <laughs> once they're done, you, you marry them. Next stop, cloud nine.
0: My mouth flew open and I threw my pencil down. <laughs> honestly okay that is brilliant i swear to you it. that my mother and i were having a grilled cheese sandwich conversation not one month ago and i was like mom she's like how do you get the cheese to melt without burning the bread and i'm like duh you put it in the microwave first but your solution is much better
1: yeah because once you microwave it then it kind of changes the consistency of the bread a little bit it just feels wrong microwaving a grilled cheese you know
0: oh that's brilliant yeah totally
1: oh my <laughs> both gosh. sides save time it'll change your life
0: All right, what have you been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too?
1: I have a list of three here, and they're all on Netflix, and that wasn't on purpose. It just kind of worked out that way.
0: You're not sponsored.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. I feel like I'm doing an ad for them. I think I kind of gravitate towards Netflix because I, I love that they just drop everything at once, you know, as opposed oh, to once yeah. a week.
0: You don't have to wait. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's, so I just kind of like to find shows on there. Uh, the first one I have is called Kaminsky Method. I don't know if you've heard of it or not.
0: I haven't. Nope.
1: Michael Douglas is in it and him and Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin makes everything he says. I just laugh at because I feel like that might kind of be me when I'm his age. I'm just going to have like a shred of a filter left. <laughs> you know, he just kind of <laughs> says whatever he wants. Not is it only is it funny, it's well acted. It, it's sweet. It's poignant. It's emotional. It's just, it's an incredible show. And, and Paul Reiser plays this character that looks nothing like Paul Reiser. And he mm-hmm. steals every scene. And Kaminsky Method, it's incredible. Twenty three seasons, so... If you want something funny oh. and, and sweet, oh. that's a good one.
0: I just put a star by it. Okay. All
1: right. Next one, Squid Game. Now, don't confuse Squid Game for Hunger Games because <laughs> I'm I'm here to parent for everybody right now. And anyone younger than high school is not allowed to watch this. I'm pretty liberal when it comes to what my 12-year-old watches, which is a big point of contention in our marriage because my wife isn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. So if, if if this guy's saying your kids can't watch it, your kids can't watch it. All right? It's, okay.
0: Because I it's have good two though. 18-year-olds and a 16-year-old, and we're on the fence because <laughs> I'm more I'm like your wife, I think. <laughs>
1: Did you watch it?
0: No, but my kids brought it up as something that we might like to watch as a family. And then I went straight to commonsensemedia.org because that's my go-to for <laughs> checking yes. out. And I was like, oh, we can't watch this. I mean, Scott and I can watch it. And we're always looking for something that just the two of us can watch too. We're waiting for Yellowstone to come back on. Did you watch the dubbed or the, um, What's what are those words on the bottom of the screen? You know what I'm trying to say. that Those are called
1: subtitles. Okay. And um, yes, and I'm, I'm not here to read. I'm here to watch. So uh, I went with the uh, hokey overdubbing. It's, it's pretty bad, but you just sort of get used to it. That can bump you a little bit because you know it's they're not the greatest actors in the world, so it's good but violent and and my I was watching I was on the third episode and my daughter comes down and I pause it and like what do you need you know and she says what are you watching Squid Game oh I heard about that all my friends are gonna I'm like no no I don't want your friends or you or anyone watching no you
0: can't even unpause it until you leave the room
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, you're not watching this. This is crazy. So yeah, Squid Game, not for kids. It's sort of like if you remember the old Arnold Schwarzenegger, the the Running Man, you know, where humans are involved at a game show and it's fine. You know, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's very, very good. All right, the last one, Midnight Mass. Now, this is not one that I'm going to tell everyone that they should watch because it's, it's. If you don't like horror movies, this has like a real horror aspect to it. It's kind of gory and so. But if you like horror movies, I really enjoyed this and it it can lull you to sleep with a lot of dialogue and then. You get slapped across the face with the scariest thing you've ever seen in your life. Don't zone out because you will get got.
0: your defenses <laughs> fall. <laughs> that's fact. right. I'm
1: like, wow, that was scary. I better put on like college football or something to like, you know, get back to life here because that was I awful. I love
0: Lucy. That's, I got to go to I love Lucy or HGTV. Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. I know. Midnight Mass, it has like a, you know, like a religious, you know, there's demons and that kind of thing. So if, if that's yeah. not, if that's not your deal, then I, I don't here recommend it. Midnight Mass. Okay.
0: have a crazy coincidence for us
1: so i like to go through life with coincidences that i think are crazy that nobody else does i love it
0: so me i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna drop a couple on you real quick my whole life i've only known two people with the name spelled k-a-m-a-l-a okay the first one was a guy named kamala the ugandan giant who was a pro wrestler okay kamala now <laughs> the next one is kamala vice mm-hmm. president of the united states you know it's the only two i've ever heard of in my life there may be more out there there's only two i know okay kamala as we know her last name is Harris. Now the person turns out he's not really a Ugandan giant. His name is James and he's from Cleveland, but you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. James's last name is also Harris. What's how happening? is that possible? And why are people not more impressed by that? Like me clearly or not. I am,
0: I am convinced <laughs> that she is named after him and the okay. universe has <laughs> rearranged themselves. Okay.
1: Awesome. Okay. Now here's one that you, you, I think you'll, you'll dig. Can you picture the band ZZ top? I can Okay, not their music, but when you look at ZZ Top, what do you you think about? Yeah, what do you think of when you see them?
0: 80s hair and tight leather pants and I don't know. What about long Uh, beards? Yes, yes.
1: Okay, they both have, for those that don't know, it's a three-piece band. It's uh, Dusty Hill, rest in peace. He's the uh, bass player, enormously long beard. The other guy, Billy Gibbons, enormously long beard. He plays guitar and sings. Any idea what the name of the drummer is in that band? Beard? (laughs) His name is Frank Beard. (laughs) How, how do we not think that's cooler than, than uh, we just walk around life not talking about that? Why are we not talking <laughs> about this? Why does that not lead off every newscast? That's the coolest thing ever.
0: We find the exact <laughs> same things interesting and hilarious.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome. How's the possible? it possible? His name's Frank Beard. Okay, <laughs> anyway, I, I, this is the kind of stuff that I, I go running to my wife and tell her, and I, she'll say, "Oh yeah, there you go." Like, no, um, no, I like, I, I, it's cooler you than that.
0: Put it in your pipe and smoke it. Like, really. I know,
1: Amazing. Come
0: on, throw me a phone. <laughs> oh,
1: I know. I know. I have a lot of those, but the, the one that affects my life is that I my wife and I's high schools that we went to are 11 miles apart, but she went to high school in a place called Bellevue, Washington, which has like five or six enormous high schools and that borders Redmond, Washington that has a couple of big high schools and Issaquah. We all kind of border each other. So, to say that we went to school 11 miles apart, it doesn't mean we know everybody from, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We, yeah. Like we didn't grow up in Hoosiers where we know everybody in the county. Right. <laughs> we didn't know each other obviously because we went to different high schools and I played in a football game my senior year at Interlake High School that she performed at as a drill team member on the same field the same night, which I think is so cool. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. You know, my so my husband and I went to different high schools and we didn't meet until after college, but we're from the same hometown. And I tell you, when I get to heaven, one of the reels that I want someone to play for me is times Scott and I were in the same vicinity before we met. Because I just have, I, it has to be, like, yeah. there have there have to be times, and I'm just curious about that. I hope I still care. Well,
1: uh, there, there's a mall called Bellevue Square. It's a big shopping mall, and I waited tables at a place called Jungle Gyms at the same time that my wife worked across the way at Zippity Zoo that's, like, sold stuffed animals, but <laughs> I, yeah. I, I too want that. I, I want to see the footage. We had to have walked by each other at some point.
0: Yeah. I want to see the montage and I know that it, it's going to exist in heaven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good.
1: First, so, first okay. I'm going to go with uh, the JFK thing. I, I got to know what happened there, but then oh. I'll go to my wife. Yeah. And I. Yeah.
0: My first, my, the first thing I want to know, this is really <laughs> creepy. And this shows you a little window into my weird mind. But the first thing I want to see is the reel of how many times I've been in the same vicinity of a serial killer. Cause I'm real curious. Oh. about like how, Where are they? How often are they around? What do they look like? You know what I mean? I and love then it. I want to know about near misses of other types because I don't want to know about them here on earth. That's way too scary. But once I'm, you know, in, in my final destination, then I <laughs> should, you know, be very curious to know how many times I almost ended there prematurely.
1: I like that, that trope in like eighties movies where you, like a stalker would be after a family and they're having trouble getting away from him, but then they they're shuffling through old pictures and there's them at Disneyland, but in the background <laughs> you see him. That's, yes. I love that stuff. That's so yes. cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. This is why I am never bored, because I think of these
1: things. Like, <laughs> that's a little
0: <laughs> Books exist on the earth. Why would you ever have n- not have something to look forward to? So, yeah. That's right. So, that's yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us what you're excited about that's an upcoming thing for you.
1: Well, I just started at a new job. It's a startup company, and it's called Lot 4 Consulting, if you don't mind me giving a quick plug. A... <laughs> it's, it's a full-service staffing shop focused on permanent placement, contract to hire, and staff augmentation in the tech world. Between us, we have 50-plus years of Microsoft experience, so it's, it feels really cool to be kind of on the ground floor of something, and we have an office in downtown Bellevue, and I'm pretty stoked to help people either get back to work or get a new job that they're excited about. So that's that that's what's... I know that, that sounds kind of lame, considering all the cool people you have on your show, like doctors and authors and all these great people. Please.
0: No, I think it's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. If you have something that you're excited about when you wake up in the morning, I want to hear about it, and that's yours. I love it.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm at, well, yeah, I want to give good news to people too. You got you got a dream job. There you go. Enjoy. Uh,
0: yes. Okay. Tell the listeners where they can find you online.
1: Before I do that, I have to give you my favorite joke really quick. I think you'll oh, appreciate this. Please do. Okay. I don't know if it's my favorite. It's just one that's been in my head for a while, and it's it's from Norm Macdonald.
0: <laughs>
1: Why is it that dogs always go running to the door when someone knocks? It's almost never for them. <laughs> The almost, almost <laughs> the almost is the key. It's almost <laughs> never so, Meaning like sometimes, you know.
0: Okay, I'm going to start saying that to Flossie. Every time she runs to the door, Flossie, you know it's almost <laughs> never for you. And then That's right. I'll, I will <laughs> laugh my head off and the rest of the people in my family will be like, Huh? <laughs> you are way too easily amused, mom. <laughs> right. Like, yes, yes, I know. Okay, tell everybody where we can find you online.
1: All right, I'm at Scott Soden on Twitter. I'm on Facebook under Scott Soden, LinkedIn. Scott Soden, you can find me there. And then uh, I do a podcast once a week with the guy who I embarrassed during Super Bowl week named Mitch. It's MitchUnfiltered.com. He hosted a sports show for 23 years. So, yeah, it's a lot of sports because that's a lot of our listeners. But we also we get into other stuff, too. He's one of the all-time great interviewers. Just ask him. No, I'm kidding. He's, he's one of the great interviewers of all time. He, he really is. And that drops every Monday. And then we have one for our patrons, too. But, uh, yeah, so go check out Mitch Unfiltered if you want to hear our podcast.
0: Excellent. And I'll definitely link to all of those in the show notes. Oh my gosh, Scott, you are so much fun. Thank you so much for being with me today. It was really
1: a pleasure. Of course. Well, th- you know, I, I have to say I've listened to probably a dozen or so because I'm new to your podcast. And <laughs> I, I have to say that I, in, in a way I'm kind of irritated that the, the, the thing I did for 18 years, you've been doing for like two and you sound like you've been doing it your whole life. So oh. <laughs> I don't, oh, I, so I don't know that. I mean, it's I, I thought I was like you. special for a while. But I guess I'm not God. I mean, you, don't, you don't see me treating patients, do you like I could never do what you did I mean God you just turn the mic on and now you're good at it I mean, yeah. honestly though like when I listen it feels like you have a genuine curiosity and and oh, yeah. you're a great listener which I think really really helps when you interview people so that, there's my two cents take it for what it's worth.
0: Thank you. that really means a lot to me and I, but the, the bonus is that I enjoy it so much you know but it is it's it's a few and far between that I get feedback so I really really appreciate that.
1: Of course. And thank you so much for for, for risking the uh, good name of the Fancy Free Podcast to have this guy on. So I appreciate you taking a chance.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys, that was so much fun. And thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 130 to get any links we discussed today. Remember to follow the show wherever you're listening right now so that new episodes pop into your feed each week. If you have a story to tell, email me at notfancy at fancyfreepodcast.com. And if you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. I'd also love it if you'd follow the Fancy Free Podcast on Instagram and tell at least one friend about the show this week. If this show makes you feel less alone or makes you laugh then share it, because we would love to get into more listeners' ears. Also, if you use your code FANCYFREE at checkout at Shelfie Shop, you will get free shipping. And just to remind you, if you like to rip your bra off at the end of the day, but you need a little bit of support and coverage and like really, really cozy loungewear and pajamas, check out Shelfie Shop. It's made just for you at dot com. Have a wonderful week and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.